0: Just so you know, today's one of those days, it's, it's special for us, it's very different, uh, and we actually had some special guests the first hour, uh, Mayor and uh, Judy Church were here, Mayor of our city was here, State Representative uh, Niraj Anthony was here to celebrate with us. So what we're about to do, just so you know, has, has uh, gathered the interest, the, 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 for the folks down at City Hall have kind of picked up on what we've been doing here, that's how important what we're talking about is this morning, so uh, that's really cool. Uh, There is a story that has haunted me for uh, decades. Uh, I heard it a long time ago, and and the idea of it has just, uh, man, it's just grabbed hold of me, and I hope it will haunt you as well. I hope this type of thing haunts you. Uh, As it goes, there was a woman in tattered clothes. She was standing on the street corner with her child, uh, and they were begging for food, and a wealthy man Uh, looked at them, but he didn't offer them any help. Uh, But he was disturbed by what he saw when he arrived at his estate and sat down to the meal that had been prepared for him. The more he thought about what was in front of him, the more he thought about that woman and her hungry child, the angrier he became to to the point he became so angry, he shook his fist at the ceiling. And he said, God, why would you let something like that happen? Why don't you take care of her? Why don't you do something about that woman and her child? And there's this presence that filled the room. And a voice he heard in his heart that said, I did do something about it. I created you. I, I hope, listen, those words, I did do something about this. I created you. Nine years ago, we had someone hear something very similar to that. There's an issue going on, we had this idea, perhaps we could do something with clothing to help people, and someone listened to that voice of God. And so this morning we're going to do something we've never done before on a Sunday morning here. And uh, in just a little bit, Jo Beth Hopp is going to join me. I'm going to interview her as we talk about uh, what God has been doing right here in our midst how you've been a part of it, and how you can be a part of it going forward as well. So for this past month, we've been talking about who we are as a church, what we do, why we do it, and there's this vision of who we are, this image of who we want to be as we move down the line, and we say that we strive to be a diverse community of Christ followers who love God, love people, and do what? We live on mission. Our lives are about this thing that we believe that God has called us to as Christ followers, that, that being a Christ follower isn't about, hey, we get together on Sunday mornings and sing for a bit, that there's, there's more to it. As a matter of fact, we come together so that we're ready to go, but that's what, that's what it means to be a Christ follower. When James is writing uh, at the end of the New Testament, James writes this letter to the, to the church, and he says this, "'What good is it, my brothers and sisters,' If someone claims to have faith, but they don't do anything to back it up, can such faith save them? As a matter of fact, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes or daily food, and if one of you says to them, boy, I hope everything goes all right, thinking about you, sending prayers your way, keep warm and well-fed, and that's it. You do nothing to take care of their physical needs. What good is that faith? Verse 17, in the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, it's dead. But someone's going to say, you have faith, I have deeds. James says, show me your faith without deeds, and I'll show you exactly what I believe about who Jesus is by the way I live my life. You, you show me what you say you believe. You tell me what you say you believe. I will show you By the way I live my life, what I believe about who Jesus is. Listen, if you've been here any amount of time, uh, you have heard us talk about Threads, uh, which is a an organization that we have. uh, Threads gives away gently used and when we can brand new clothing, we give that away for free to folks. And as you can imagine, it has made a huge impact in the lives of individuals in the Miami Valley area. It has even picked up the notice of local news stations. Check out what News 2 said about us. All right, be honest, most of us have lots of stuff we really don't need anymore. Toys or strollers, maybe the kids have outgrown.
1: Or shoes and shirts we won't wear again. But you know, someone else may be desperate for those items. And I found one group that recognized a need within our community and addressed it. It's an example of what's working in the Miami Valley.
2: Okay, okay, thank you. Threats is an outreach program by Miami-Sport Christian Church. It's a compassion ministry. We just offer clothing, shoes, coats to people in need what's going on here? Um, This is one of our shopping sessions, so we um, have 45 spots available for tonight. People have made their appointments and are coming in. We bring out tubs of clothes one at a time for them to look through. It's a very
1: big help. Deanna and Justin have four kids, which means quadruple the stress and heartache when the budget doesn't add up.
2: They enjoy having new clothes, and right now we can't provide brand new clothes, so we're able to come here and,
1: you know, they feel like they actually get some new clothes. A long-sleeved blue shirt that someone else has outgrown is the perfect fit. We love seeing the looks in their eyes. They get really excited. Meantime, the clothing ministry is bursting at the seams. We started off in one room. One room in this building and now the entire building. And now you need a bigger building. And now we need a bigger building. They opened two years ago and today serve 200 families a month. Were you surprised by, by the need? We knew there would be a local need. We did not realize that it was
2: such a great need that people would travel from as far away as they were traveling. People come from Springfield
1: from Cincinnati, Um, so it's amazing that it's that widespread. Sometimes, even a common toiletry is too extravagant. They actually gave us new toothbrushes for each kid, it helps out a lot. There's no judging here, the volunteers live out the mission to serve.
2: A lot of people need help, I need help sometimes myself, we all need help.
1: He watched over his sheep every day. Threads is free of charge, but the pieces are priceless. It's a blessing to have this place. So if you would like to help, here is a list of items Threads is in need of. Clothing in adult size large, extra large, and 2X, and men's jeans. If you have a donation, drop it off at the Miamisburg location, or call the church at the number you see here on your screen for more information about receiving help.
0: So if you would, welcome Joe Beth to the platform. <laughs> <laughs> This is not a place we'll see you often, right? No. Okay, that's right. And I did what you know, the mayor was here the first hour and just felt so bad that you did not get to have a sense of his presence here. So uh, we have a bobblehead of the mayor of our city. <laughs> mayor, we're really happy you're here. Are you glad you're here? Look at that. Man, he <laughs> loves me. So, hey, Joe Beth is uh, the wife of Steve Hopp, mother of uh, Keeley, Haley, and... Dane, Dane. Correct. And if you know Dane, listen, by the way, we call... He's not in here this year. This, not right? this service. We call him the Great Dane. <laughs> Feel free to call him that as well, uh, if you would like to. But you all came here from Colorado. Steve was stationed there at the Air Force Base, and it was actually wright Pat Air Force Base that moved you to the Dayton area. Yes. All right. But about 10 how years. did you find Miamisburg and us?
2: Um, we decided on Miamisburg because... Great schools, and we're really awesome.
0: So, you decided on Miamisburg because we're great. All right, I'm just saying. All right, go ahead. That's
2: correct. (laughs) Um, And then we were at a soccer game, and we were invited to attend this church by Todd Summers. And so, we gave it a shot and definitely decided to stay.
0: Okay, so new to the area, invited by someone who came here. Yes. And you came, and you chose MCC because we're. Great. Great. Okay, there we go. I just wanted to, uh, uh, and in case you're wondering, that's one of the blanks for you to fill in. Uh, MCC is great. All right. Uh, so, by the way, if you, if you were here last week, you heard me talking about leadership and how important that is in any organization, especially in the church, though, as well for us. And when a leader walks in the room, you know it. When Joe Beth walks into Threads, her volunteers, listen, they know who the leader of that task is. And so we're just really glad to have you up here you. Uh, this morning. So for those who are here for the very first time this morning, uh, have, they've never heard anything about Threads before. Would you explain to them what Threads is?
2: Yes, we are a free clothing outreach. So we offer almost 100 appointments a week. Uh, we invite individuals and families to come in to get clothes, toiletries, coats, and shoes. Um, we really just try to serve the people that walk in the door. We try to show love and compassion. We try to have a lot of fun with it too. So it's just inviting people in, loving on them.
0: Okay. And and, and the end game is always, for everything that we have done here, is to try to build a bridge to Jesus. And we use clothing in this instance to do that, a a need that people have, and then we just do whatever we can. To,
2: yes, they have a physical need right. that we like to meet. We like to connect with them in other ways, though.
0: We are always looking for a way to weasel our way into someone's heart. And, uh, and so that's one way that, that we do that. So where, so this wasn't born uh, as big as it is today. Where, where did Thread start?
2: So in 2008, we did the first clothing extravaganza. Oh,
0: and it was right here. It's it, in this room. You're in the room.
2: In this room, when it right. was a gym.
0: Right. So before, if you've not been here, if, you, if you're just new, years ago, this was a gymnasium. It's been remodeled in the last three or four years. So this room was just filled with tables.
2: Yes. It was a one-time event, just open one, one day, um, and cl- people from the church had volunteered, brought all these clothes. And so we just organized them, opened the doors, and I think we had 200 people the first time that we did it.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. It was big. And then, And then the next year... You all said, "Hey, can we do that again?" We will ask the church to clean out their closet again. And I thought to myself, "Seriously, we just cleaned our closets out. We won't have any more clothes in our closet to clean out."
2: And we had more.
0: <laughs> I severely underestimated what clothes horses we have around here. <laughs> and uh, but and thank you for being so generous with that. So we did that again in 2009.
2: Yes. And then 2010, we did it three years, at least three
0: years. But then something changed in 2011. What happened in 2011?
2: We started to feel that there was this need to um, be more than just once a year, to have more things on hand um, throughout as people were coming and saying, hey, do you have a coat now or something like that? Mm -hmm. Um, Also, personally, I had traveled to Haiti in the summer of 2011 on on a mission trip, my first mission trip. And there were things going on in our family, personally, where we, we thought there was a good likelihood that we were going to be moving um, for Steve's work and a lot of upheaval. But I felt like God had a different plan for us, that something was going to um, occur, that we were going to be able to stay. I was definitely drawn to the clothing ministry and working with, with who I was working with. Um, and while in Haiti, I received news that we were staying So two big
0: pieces really fell into place. Uh, I just wonder what it's, from a heaven perspective, God just is beginning to move these things around. But one is you were staying here in Miamisburg, and the other was the image that you all see. That's actually outside the clothing depot. So you went on a mission trip because you were going to help other people, and God was going to use you in the life of other people. (laughs) And He spoke to you while you were there. Yes.
2: Yes, it yeah. seems to happen that way, but it on top of the rafter and the, the clothing area there, a ministry that they offer in, in Haiti was that verse. and so it very much spoke to me.
0: Okay, so in the fall of 2011, so very quickly, we, we kind of began to do some things here.
2: Yes, things happened very fast when we got back and we had, I, I think at that time we were in one room over in the, the building over on Lawrence Avenue. Um, and just donations kept coming, and the way everything was playing out, we, I think we started opening to people, first come, first serve, and word of mouth.
0: Right, we had lines down the sidewalk. I, I remember seeing Very those. Very
2: quickly, <laughs> yes. We had to change some things to accommodate the numbers of people that we were seeing.
0: Right, so in 2012,
2: 2012, it wasn't just open the
0: door and whoever comes in at that point.
2: I think we started taking appointments in 2012, limiting people to 45 minutes at a time, um, but they could
0: come as often as they wanted. They just made, had to make an appointment. I believe
2: at that point they could come as often as they wanted.
0: But by 2015?
2: It's 45 minutes, and it was every two months. And
0: this year now, because of the need and so many people coming...
2: Yes, we are now every three months, people are allowed to come quarterly, just again to accommodate the number of phone calls and things that we're getting.
0: Okay, there, but there is an exception. Just so you know, there is... so. If, if you know someone who needs help, they are able to come once every three months. They make an appointment It's yes. 45 minutes unless...
2: Unless you are a foster family, their needs obviously change more frequently, and we accommodate that. If there's been a major um, emergency or a fire, we may need to see those people more than once. So, right. We're
0: able yeah. to respond very quickly to right. those Right. We try needs. to
2: work with, with people.
0: And today, just so you're aware, today, Threads is an everyday operation. Can you tell them... <laughs> What's going on over there? Yes,
2: there's something going on every day we, um, with our, our deliveries that we get. We have wonderful volunteers that will travel to consignment stores that donate to us every day of the week. Um, we have four sorting opportunities during the week to help organize all the clothes. We have three client times usually during the week um, to see the 90, 100 appointments that we have.
0: So, we have clothes coming from all different directions. Yes. Have you ever been surprised by what you have found in the clothing or the clothing? It's, it's, <laughs> this is a loaded question. I know. <laughs> we, yes.
2: Yes, we have been very surprised. Um, sometimes it's something good. Uh, you might find money in, in s- some of the items. Sometimes it's not so good. Uh, we have found drugs there. We have found uh, family Bibles there. Tax information. Um,
0: inappropriate clothing.
2: There are at times inappropriate clothing, yes. Just this week, <laughs> we, you can only have theories, but it did appear like someone who was perhaps at once part of the stripper profession had maybe donated some of those outfits. So our hope is that person has maybe moved on to a new, a new job. <laughs> we did not pass out the clothing that we received there.
0: Even if you ask for it, <laughs> uh, they're not passing out the clothing, no. so you don't need uh, to no. ask for it. Not but, even as
2: a Halloween costume. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> that is cool, though. I love that we give out Halloween costumes as yes, well. we do. Have those donated.
2: Works out great with Trunk or Treat.
0: Right. For children. Children's Halloween <laughs> costumes. Uh, so, but last year, we had over 4,000, over 4,100 appointments that were made.
2: That were made, yes. And yet only,
0: and, but 20, and over almost 2,600 actually showed up.
2: We have a, a large amount of people that can't come. There are just um, situations where maybe transportation is not reliable, or sometimes the clients are not um, in a great position to be able to think four or six weeks out, which is how often the appointments are made Yeah, out.
0: So, because they're, they're somewhat dependent on circumstances in life. You know, one of the things that, is, uh, that hits me about what we're doing is when Jesus talks about his second coming, he... he trying to paint this picture of what it's going to be like. And so, in Matthew 25, he's talking about this, and he says, when the Son of Man comes in His glory and His angels come with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne, and all of the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate the people. And so, he's talking to the uh, you know, folks who are used to farming, and he says, it'll be like when a farmer separates the sheep from the goats. Uh, he'll put the sheep on his right the goats on his left, and then the king will say to those on his right, to the sheep, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom that has been prepared for you since the creation of the world. He's talking about heaven. For I was hungry, and this... So then he talks about why he's inviting them in. Because I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me, and the sheep on the right, they will look at him with this surprised look, and they'll say, really? When did, when did we ever see you hungry? I, I would have thought we'd have recognized you. Uh, I don't remember feeding you. I don't remember giving you something to drink. I don't remember you ever, but you were, you're not a stranger to us. We know who you are. When did we ever invite you in, or when did you need clothes? When were you in prison? Wow, when we came to visit you? When did all of that happen? And the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. And so what I want to make sure you catch this morning as we talk about what God has been doing here through us already, it is this picture of what He wants His people to be about. It's so important to Him that when He starts talking about people who are coming in and people who are not coming in, the difference really is in how they live that faith out what they did. And it's not just, so when Jesus says that, He goes, it's when you did it for people who couldn't return the favor. You're giving clothes to people, not because they'll give you clothes later. You're not giving them something to eat because they'll feed you at their house later. They can't do anything for you. And you're doing this on my behalf. When you do that, it's as if you're doing it for me. And, and it's an incredible thing. And it's way bigger than us. I mean, we've had volunteers from all over, right?
2: Definitely, we've been able to. We're fortunate enough to partner with different organizations. Um, we've had leaders from Sycamore Kettering Hospital that have come in, uh, ROTC students from Cedarville and Wright State, mm-hmm. uh, students from Dayton Christian School. They've spent many, many hours, four years in a row, they have come in um, to help with different projects and yeah. things like that. One of our biggest things is able to partner with um, clients. So if someone has visited us and they're there three or four times, they're familiar with what we do, we ask them to come back and help out. That's some of our best ways of connecting with people.
0: That's great. That's great. Can we we turn the house lights up for just a moment? Uh, because I'm wondering, listen, is Jamie Pridmore in the room? I know you were over at Threads this morning. Are you in the room this morning? Could you stand up? No, you don't get to raise your hand. Could you stand up? But I need you to stay standing, <laughs> because when this whole started, it, you two were kind of working together to begin Threads, and that's very cool. So, if you would stay standing. Uh, Jenny, wait, are you in the room? Is she, in the, is she oh, standing? Because okay. she's not very tall. Okay. So, yeah, she is standing. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> so, Jenny has been uh, a uh, important part in, in leading forward as well. If so, if you two They're would phenomenal. keep standing, do we have any team leads in the room? If you lead any of the teams uh, at Threads during in the, the week, would you stand, please? Team leads. All right.
2: Casey, right here. Okay,
0: keep standing. Jason. Keep standing. If you're one of the board of directors at Threads, would you stand, please? Board of directors, if you're here. You know what we noticed last hour was all of our leaders are sleepy heads, and they're, we knew they were going to be here. So, okay. so stay up if you would. If you've ever volunteered at Threads, if you've ever helped them, uh, would you stand up as well, please? If you've volunteered time at Threads, if you've served there, if you've helped people there, uh, if you would remain standing. If you have donated to Threads, uh, would you stand, please? Which means taking clothing there. If you have uh, if if you were here the week that we collected shoes, you remember when we piled a bunch of shoes? We had a whole bunch of shoes that we were giving away. Mm-hmm. If you were here, or that Sunday that that we had you bring underwear and you threw undie it at Sunday. me, um, Undy Sunday. Which are we going to do that again? I'm getting body armor. Uh, so <laughs> so what I want you to do is look around you. Look around. Uh, this is not a one or two person outfit to make this kind of a difference. God may have put the dream in one person that's being fleshed out by many, but all of us get to be a part of this. So thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. You all, incredible. Incredible. So not only do we get to help people here in our area, uh, individuals with clothing, we get to help organizations, other organizations. Yes. God is now moving through us into the life
2: of other organizations. Yes, there are several organizations that we've um, assisted with. So Miami Valley Women's Center, when they have a need, um, a lot of our extra clothing sizes will go to them. To Tinkerbell's Closet, if you're familiar with them in Germantown. So they, are, uh, they offer free homecoming dresses and prom dresses. Uh, there's two other local clothing pantries that we help out. The Catholic Social Services, we've assisted recently with an initiative they were doing. So it's great to pass them on to to other ministries.
0: It just blows my mind. So the one that I know that we get to help, and it's really great that we do. But Tinkerbell, helping uh, folks get ready for prom who otherwise would not be. I just Mm -hmm. think that's so cool that we get to be a part of something like that. And and when people come here, just can you give us a scope of the distance they travel to come and receive help?
2: Um, In the video, we talked about people as far away as Springfield and Cincinnati that comes. And that was surprising to us. Yeah whenever we found out that probably 50% of who we help, they come from Dayton, Um, many of them travel on the bus system to us. So we're great, we're at location um, for two of the bus routes there. Yeah,
0: that's good. They
2: can spend an hour each way getting to us.
0: I hope you catch the gravity then of the need and and what people are willing to go through to get here. And again, for us, it's not just about clothing, uh, giving people clothing, it's actually about how we are able to introduce them, uh, give them a glimpse of who Jesus is. And so we have a couple of stories. If you, would, if you don't mind going ahead and sharing uh, the first one. Um,
2: first one, I am thankful for the Threads volunteers who helped last night. They were the hands and feet who personally served the foster mom who took in two children, who prayed with a woman about to have surgery and was scared, who helped clothe four men who were struggling through rehab, who helped the woman who had escaped from her husband the night before, with bruises on her neck and only the clothes on her back? We're thankful for God's love and lifting all things up to Him. So glad that His Word and the example of Jesus can help us can help equip us for these kind of situations.
0: So think about that. I mean, we're not just giving. I mean, we're taking. We're pray, we have the opportunity, we have the privilege of praying with people who are in deep need. A a, a young lady who escaped with with nothing but the clothes on her back and we we got to be a part of Of giving her uh, some help to get restarted. Um, We have a a note here from, and we had an early morning request from our friends at the Moraine Fire Department. They had a woman there who was desperate for help and trying to find clothing for her three children. So our Monday morning sorting group, so this wasn't a shopping time. These folks were just there sorting. This came in, this opportunity came in. Mm -hmm. So the Monday morning sorting or the Monday sorting group was happy to help them, and they left with several items and clothes for all. But the best part was having 12 of our church and community volunteers all praying with this young mom during this tough time, seeing her spirits lifted because of this outpouring of love. And a special thanks to our friends in the fire department for pointing her our way. So, and I hope you caught that as well. Other communities, safety, uh, law enforcement in other communities, they know about what God is doing here. And so when they need help with something they can't do anything about, they call us and say, can you help with this? And we get to do something about that. I think it's great. So not only have we helped people with with clothing, we gave away a car. We did.
2: (laughs) We did. It was was nice. So tell Um, them about that. We've had um, a long-term volunteer who's just been great about um, helping out with us. And her transportation, then she started having issues. Her car broke down, and it was not fixable. So we had um, another volunteer with some great connections. And we were able to hook her up with a car.
0: It's <laughs> fun. Awesome. It's fun. It's a car. Come on, it's a car. So, <laughs> man, that's so cool. Uh, and we love doing that sort of thing. And so today, everyone goes home with no. Um, <laughs> uh, so we have clients, right, who are now volunteers. We have people who we don't even know if we'll ever see them again, but we get this chance to drop a seed. It's just a an idea of how they were treated by people who call themselves Jesus followers, right? Um, people who have been invited. We have invited. So even this morning, like, so there was we had appointments at Threads, and anyone who comes on a Sunday morning, we also invite them to come worship with us. But we had there was a, a gentleman who came at Christmas time, right?
2: Yes. Yes, we had someone who came um, to the church lobby right before Christmas time and was, had just missed some appointments. Didn't know what times we were open, um, and said, "Hey, if you could just help me with some socks, I need—I've been wearing the same socks for a long time." So, in quick five minutes, we were able to get him some some brand new, very thick, cold weather socks, some other articles of clothing. He came back over here um, to the restroom here, washed his feet. He'd had those socks on for days, cleaned up, put on new socks, and then came in here to service. That's that's what it we're about.
0: Listen, that's that's the thing, right there. That's the thing that we get to be a part of. Um, you have a letter uh, from one of your volunteers.
2: I do. This is from Casey. Actually, this is Mike's daughter, um, who is one of our who's our team lead for Thursday night sorting. So she wrote this. "Um, When I started working at Threads on Thursday nights, I had no idea what I was getting into or what to expect. I was just looking for a place to belong and hoping to get some leadership experience. Uh, I call Threads my happy place. It's my community, my people. Some of the most significant moments in my life have been as a result of doing an activity I don't enjoy, folding and putting away clothes. God is hilarious.
0: Okay, just so to be clear... Not one day that she lived in our house did this child (laughs) fold or put away anything, not nothing, nothing. So yeah, the fact that God is using her to do that.
2: She's an expert now at that. Um, Good for him. If it wasn't for Threads and Thursday nights, I would have never met Joran. Joran is an awesome 15-year-old girl who started volunteering with her mom, Jill. She's creative, hilarious, and sassy. Um, Each Thursday, my relationship with Joran, her sister and mother, grew until one night Joran took me completely off guard and asked if I would baptize her. So a few weeks later...
0: That's what happened. Someone makes this decision about who Jesus is going to be in their life in part because of serving at threads. It's amazing how God, he takes something where we're doing something we think on his behalf, and he takes that and he works on our life in the midst of
2: that. Casey goes on to say that she's thankful um, for the opportunity. Not only does she believe in our mission and what we do, but serving alongside these people on Thursday nights is what I look forward to. I talk about it so much that my coworkers are now donating their clothes and purchasing toiletries for me to donate each week. this is my, one of my favorite parts. There's something contagious about a community of people who are committed to serving and loving the least of these the way that Jesus did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of incredible. So uh, we're celebrating today because you all have a new status.
2: We do. Yes. This is exciting. Um, we have applied and been approved for um, our 501c3 status, our nonprofit status recognized by the IRS. So this is, this is big for us because it opens up um, ways that we can apply for public and private funding just as an effort to continue our operation and make us grow.
0: Right. So, mm-hmm. so the thing is, and just to make it very clear, people who could not contribute, organizations that could not contribute to a church ministry are now able to contribute to Threads uh, because right. you, can, you stand alongside us. And, and this is exciting for me because for the first time in, in, in ministry for me, An idea that was birthed inside the church, the idea for a ministry that that was helpful and helped people grew up, matured, and now stands on its own beside us. It's like an adult child now that has grown up and is able to serve our community. And now we as the parents... Get to support. So, so while you are technically no longer part of my MCC, right? You stand beside us, as separate, just like the missions that we support here in town, like One Bistro and Helping yes. Hands, uh, just like that. But, uh, but we, but we get to be a, uh, someone who now supports you uh, in in a big way. Um, and so, I've had someone ask me, does that mean that Threads is no longer part of MCC? And you know Technically, they're not. I mean, they are now they a standalone ministry. Uh, and again, that's very exciting that that's happened. Um, uh, and, and someone else said, well, does that mean then we don't get to volunteer there anymore?
2: No, no, it's the opposite <laughs> of what that means. Um, you volunteer, just like always, bring friends to volunteer outside of the church, just like always. We are still a building on this campus. We are still supported and yeah. um, close contact. Those things don't change. Just the status of what we are and now what we can accept has changed.
0: All right. So how can, so here, here we go. This is the big ask. All right. So how can we help? What can we do to help?
2: Volunteer your time once a week, once a year. Um, during the week we have sorting times available. Um, nighttime, if you're ever available on a client night, we can schedule that. Uh, there's information out in the lobby. One of the big things, Wednesday nights, we tend to have large groups come in from rehab facilities um, we can connect and serve with them. Many of them are male, so if we have any guys here that could help make that connection, right. that would be helpful as well. So volunteering your time, um, volunteering your or donating your clothes. Obviously, we have the big bin by the back door, always looking for clothes, especially men's clothes, casual clothes. Um, the next thing is if you or where you work, um, we're looking for connections to be made for those grants, for those funds that we talked mm-hmm. about so if if that's something you're interested again again, out in the lobby, we have information we'd love to can make that connection
0: right so this the five oh one c three came through at the toward the end of last year, right correct and it was right at Christmas time that one of the local department stores said hey can you can you receive this and by November December, we were able to say yes and yes. Uh, and so Please, if with your organization, wherever you work, your corporation, the place where you work, if you make donations to uh, folks who are helping people, this is your chance uh, to do something here uh, through Threads. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to ask, do you have any last thoughts? You have one more story I to do, share, right? I do. I have one more okay. story.
2: I'm just going to read it the way we wrote it. Um, Thank you for not making me feel humiliated. This was the heart-wrenching sentence said by a man visiting Threads. The soft-spoken, physically handicapped man received two pairs of shorts and six shirts, which tripled his wardrobe. That was from the helper that was with him that day. His scraggly beard contrasted with his very clean button-down shirt tucked neatly into his jeans, but he slowly and painfully made his way to the door. He stopped to shake everyone's hand, and he said, Thank you for not making me feel humiliated. Looking into his eyes and hearing his very soft voice, I saw a glimpse of Jesus, and I sure hope he saw something similar reflected in me. Um, we've talked before about our life verses, and mine is Romans 12.10. Love others deeply, honor others more than yourself. And, and I think that this is one of the opportunities we try to get to do something like that.
0: Yeah, well, I really appreciate what you're allowing God to, uh, to do through your leadership and through all of those who help at Thread. So thank you for coming out thank here, Jill Beth. appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Our volunteers are a little sassy. So, uh, and we're glad for that. Listen, um, this is our chance. This is an opportunity for us. You want to know how you make a difference in other people's lives? This is it. This is one of the ways that we do it. Huge way. And uh, we're just so thankful to God that He does that. And it's my prayer today. Listen, my prayer as we, as we leave this place, that there will be a voice that haunts you, that speaks to your heart and says, I did do something about this thing you're now aware of. I created you. We get a chance to do something with that. Won't we go to God in prayer? God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for who you have called us to be, because we get to be your children. We get to wear your name. We get to be your hands and feet in this place in a very real tangible way. We get to be other people's picture of what you look like and what the kingdom of God is all about here on earth. And God, we just get to love people and help them. And so thank you that we get to be a part of that. And we pray that your name will be great because we do. And we pray this in the name of your son, Jesus amen. So your next step when it comes to this idea, uh, James 2 of putting your faith in action, Matthew 25 of recognizing that God is watching his children to see, are, are we more than just talk? Do we do more than this? Do we actually do something about what we say we believe? For you, maybe it is this easy. Maybe for you, it is about going home and cleaning out your closet, I want to suggest this to you, if you haven't worn it in 12 months, if you've not worn whatever it is in the last 12 months, give it away. You don't evidently don't need it, right? Clean your closet up. Bring that over to threads. What you won't wear, what you don't wear, someone else needs, and we can help them with that. So maybe that's your next step. Maybe for you it's about volunteering, Again, guys, especially us, when other men come in who are in need, it's humiliating. But to have a man connect with them, treat them well, with respect, it goes so far. I want to encourage you to do that. Maybe, Maybe it's where you bring your leadership and you come in and you just allow God to lead you maybe it's where you work and the corporation wherever it is that you work you know that they do stuff they collect things they give money to places you now have some place to point them making a difference in jesus's name you get to be a part of that or maybe for you this morning you've come and you watch the screen and not only you got to see a young man baptized by his dad by the way so cool in the first hour, uh, we had a dad and his two daughters baptized, and this afternoon at two, we'll have another young man baptized. And so maybe for you, you've been thinking about this. You're right, that's your next step. Is you're ready to make this promise to Jesus as well? We'd love to help you with that. Listen, while we stand, uh, Jen's gonna lead us in a song, and this is for you to think through what your next step needs to be and how you'll take that.